Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 221. Tonight, Matt and Doug interview Max Indeveri. Max is our very first returning guest. He was with us on episode 210, where we had the entire band, The Whips, on the show. Max talks about his upcoming solo EP, Sharing is Hard, how he self-produced the EP out of his home studio, including his approach to recording, mixing, and mastering his music. We get a chance to listen to a couple songs. We discuss some of the upcoming songs, the influences, and inspiration for writing them. Max also will be releasing a live album with The Whips following the EP release. If you're in New York, look out for Max touring this summer. Enjoy the show. Hey, Max. How did? Can you hear me? I can. Sick. All right, we got everything all together. Right. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. How about yourself? I'm do- I'm doing alright. It's a little 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 high wire right now because it's finals week. Uh, oh. And also a bunch of work popped off, and also I just got my second shot. Um. So. Oh, did you? Yeah, I'm. I, I just got like three hours ago and I'm waiting for the side effects to kick in. I'm a little scared. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, everybody I've talked to, it's like 24 hours of fatigue, but no one that I've talked to is it's gotten any worse than that. I'm glad to hear that for the first shot or second shot. The second shot I just got today. Oh yeah. Uh, it was worse for me and both my kids. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. For me, it was 12 hours late actually for me and my kids. And I, I, I know this is different for everybody. Uh, 12 hours later, full-on chills, fever, hmm. aches, pains, uh, lasted a few hours and then gone. And then the next day, just feeling a little fatigued. Um, that was my girlfriend had, uh, when she had her second shot, she got uh, a big fever. That was yeah. that was pretty tough. So I blocked out like after this and the next day uh, until like late tomorrow to just <laughs> kind of lie in bed and watch Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Give it a day, 48 hours to just chill because you, you, you need it. Your body's working hard against this stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. All, all the like science behind it. I've been reading up on it's the mRNA thing, which is different than yeah, yeah. typical that's vaccines. Why they we're able to do it so quickly. It's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. So, hey, guys, how is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> doing good. Doing good. I was doing some, doing some vocal warm-ups and <laughs> testing uh, – some slate plugins and lost track of time. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. I've been there. What plugins were you working on? Oh, well, I just signed up for the all access pass. So uh, I was like, Oh, Hey, look at all this new stuff. Oh, damn. wait, what, what company is running that? Oh, slate. Oh, oh, damn. So that's, um, do they have any good like verbs and stuff? I've been looking for oh, a they, good plate reverb for a while. They got, yeah, they got everything. Oh, good. Uh, you know what? Who has we, a good we plate know the reverb? plate reverb for you though. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple of good ones. The one of the best ones is from Sound Toys. Their uh, little plate is just fantastic. Mm. But um, yeah, that one forty. What's that called? Rev one forty. I'm looking for it. That thing is is. Mm. You can't see me kissing my fingers. But, <laughs> mm. It's so good. I'll have the name in just a second. Here. But yeah, little plate though. I use that oh, all yeah. the time from That's a Arturia, the Rev Plate 140. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I think it's free, isn't it? Well, it was when we got it. I don't know that it's free now. It was like a okay. introductory special. It's like special. the best plug-in reverb I've ever had. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but if you give it's not free then, you know, 
Yeah, I've been waiting uh, for a, a little play at sale for a while because my uh, one of the audio engineers I, I used to work with at KJHK, which is our radio station, uh, is swears by it for all his records. But every everything on the songs that I sent you um, are all like Logic stock uh, stock plugins. Honestly, <laughs> the Logic I. Le- you know, the, the two I use most often are Little Plate and the Logic Stock one. Mm. It's good. It sound, I mean, it's really good. <laughs> that one and the the other one, Chromaverb. Have you heard Chromaverb? I know mm. it's not a delay, but Chromaverb that's built into to Logic is really good. The the trick I've found for making Logic Verb sound good on vocals is what I do is I, I, I put it pretty high on the bus, like the sentence pretty loud. Um but then I, I I put a compressor on that bus that side chain oh. to the main vocal with like a really high attack, uh, fast attack and release. So like the vocal will push through and then it will have space behind it. Oh, I like that. Mm. Yeah. What I do is I EQ it. I do that old, you know, the the old, I guess, uh, Bobby Osinski calls it the, the Abbey Road reverb trick, which is you send to a bus, right? And the reverb's on the bus, but then the reverb is EQ'd top mm bottom and then a space in the middle so that it doesn't get in the way of anything so you're taking out so i always take out below 200 on all my verbs right you're taking right. out the you're top taking too out, yeah taking out the, the the bottom taking out the top and a little bit of a dip in the middle so wow. that's not getting in the way of the original vocal um and it's not getting in the way of uh, other stuff too it doesn't muddy the mix but mm. it's there that's so that's that's the big thing with reverb is you can you can screw yourself over very quickly you can oh, have totally. a mixer yeah. happy oh, a little bit goes a long way <laughs> yeah unless you're going for that retro vintage wet vibe <laughs> that works sometimes i do like putting a little bit of the the 80s gated verb on my drums um, oh that's cool too yeah <laughs> i've got myself into a bit of trouble I, I i produce live sessions for my radio station and the the space we're recording in this semester is designed for like classical recording and so the drums already sound huge. And then you throw that on top of it. It's oh, going nice. to be a problem. I should say here for our listeners that uh, <laughs> we're currently bantering with Max and DeVere. <laughs> yeah. Of the whips. Thanks for, That's yeah. my name. Of the yep, whip. Yep. Max is actually our first returning interview. Wow. That's correct. Yeah, it's good to have you back, Max. Good to talk to you again. Thanks for thanks for having me. I'm just building my resume for the uh, Indie Music Cast Hall of Fame, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just padding the stats. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's cool. I mean, I'm glad that y'all were down with the idea of separating the two projects because I think, I mean, that's a hard thing being in a band and then also doing the side thing. Uh, but I feel like this these two things of music are very different from each other in a sense. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I mean, there's. It's natural to have different creative directions and outlets and things to explore. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, music has started to kind of take over my life in that sense. Uh, and so it's nice to have different projects and different different things to be thinking of. Like I, I'm working as a songwriter for this company called Song Glorious now. Um, oh, wow. Which they, what they do is they're like, uh, like custom order songs uh, and it's like a week turnaround for me my process of it is I get someone's order and they sent me like four things that they want in the song they need to have in the song and then like a story outlining it they get to pick a genre of mood and a time length 
And I wow. have four days to turn around uh, a produced song uh, for them that fits all those fits all the, those requirements. It's been kind of wild. Well, that's cool. Are you doing just that lyrics is. or lyrics and music? Lyrics and music. So I produce whole songs and just with my Scarlet 2i in my bedroom, um, which is wild. Um, and I do. I work for a few different other genres. So I do. The easiest one is country acoustic. That's usually just a guitar and a voice. And sometimes I'll throw on like a cajon <laughs> in the background just to make it yeah. drive. Uh, but then I don't know. Like last week I did an R&B song. Uh, for this guy <laughs> just celebrating his wife's birthday uh, but he wanted me to like make it really really sexy and so <laughs> yeah no this um i made this like r&b sexy song for this wife and his husband or this wife and her husband uh and <laughs> i was thinking how can i make it like really r&b and really sexy you know that Ferris Bueller song? I think it's from Ferris Bueller, where it goes like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I was just literally yeah. singing that yesterday. <laughs> I just took Chica-chica. a, I just took a, a vocal <laughs> and I, I pitched it down, like <laughs> way down. So it sounded oh, like yeah. a really deep voice. Yeah, I just <laughs> making, making the answer. A little Barry, Barry White action. White. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> But That's I mean, it's good funny. stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. And for me, it's like, especially during COVID, it's like now I have checks coming in every week, you know, which is good compared to gigging one weekend for, you know, you'll make yourself a hundred bucks or whatever. And then you're not working for right. three other weeks. It's tough. Yeah. How does that work with the publishing? Do you get any residuals or, or do they just pay you up front and then they take the publishing? So I, I get rights to i get royalties to the song for like the writing aspect of it oh, well. i don't think i get the publishing because i think they're acting as the publishing company there mm-hmm. you get the the mechanical royalty yeah right. which i don't yeah i guess that would be for like their downloads but there's also options for them to like publish it on spotify and apple music and i get paid upfront extra for that as well as any proceeds from the royalties so that's a good well, that's deal cool yeah yeah money's money right yeah for sure. Beats busking in a subway. Yeah, no, no doubt. Well, <laughs> we don't have many subways out here, though. It's a lot of oh well, a lot of farmland. Not a lot. Not <laughs> a lot of play for the street performers out there. Oh, that's funny. You said you're doing this out of your house, out of your home. Yeah. And you've got like a, a what is it? The two i two. Uh, two i straight. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then you had mentioned in an email that. You're running two SM58s, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much it for your miking. So yeah, for for this record, uh, sharing is hard. By the way, is what the record's called. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, this record was like I had one song before it that was like really my first real real song to come out, and this was like I kind of knew I was doing, but it's like that curve where you start to know what you're doing, and then you know enough to know that you didn't know what you're doing. Oh, yes. That's a weird place to be. You're like, oh, man, I'm so embarrassed for my former self. (laughs) And so this is like I had I had graduated from, you know, uh, recording amps with the Blue Yeti. Uh, Okay. And so now I had myself a Scarlet and I had two SM58s and I I recorded everything through those. Um, Now, now I've graduated. I got myself an AKG C214, which I recommend to everybody because it sounds so nice uh, and crisp and clean. Um, 
and I track all my guitarists. Yeah, I with the with the Logic preamps, uh, which I, I don't know. Oh, I've okay. never had an issue with it. I, I feel like I can get good tone out of it. Nice. Yeah, I think they do a good job. They don't like my guitar, but my guitar may have problems, <laughs> like <laughs> grounding issues or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I always kind of like the versatility and the the breadth of their of their built-in preamps and, and effects for sure. And my roommates appreciate it too. Cause I don't have to blast away at like 12 PM when, I, when I usually practice. Oh yeah. 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 That's the best thing about being in the box is uh, how quiet it is for everybody around <laughs> you. So when more than one logic guy gets together, is that like a pack or a, a murder? Or... <laughs> uh, it's, it's called a corollary. <laughs> Are you are you a Pro Tools guy or something? A studio? Oh one? no, no. <laughs> so you're a Reaper guy, right? Oh yeah, that's what we use. Um, that was what we use at the radio station to to just get the raw stems, and then we mix in Pro Tools later. It's, it's yeah, good. it's funny how some some places do like to do that, where they'll they'll use one DAW for recording. Sometimes that is Logic, and then they'll use another DAW for mixing, and that's often Pro Tools when it's like that. When it's a split like that. I've often I've researched different DAWs so often and, and specialty mastering DAWs mm-hmm. and such a but I haven't ever had a reason to actually pull the trigger on a on a buy-in on a different DAW because I've always been able to do everything that I need to do in Reaper. Mm, wow. That's crazy. I, I mean I've never looked at it past that, but I mean there's a really good free rip of Reaper out there. So if what you're saying is true, we could all be saving ourselves hundreds of dollars. Oh. <laughs> um. I have a license business license version. So. Yeah, it's not expensive. Uh, no. No, when you look at something like WaveLab at 500 bucks versus Reaper, mm-hmm. I don't know what my license cost. I can't remember. Was it 75 bucks or something like that for a small business license, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much the price for Reaper, I think. Yeah, I have Wave Lab, Wave Lab elements, and that's that was only a hundred bucks. That wasn't bad. Yeah, and I I think it does everything I would need it to do. Not that I'm actively using it right now, but that's pretty cheap. So y'all are so on your EP. I don't yeah. have a note on on the name of your EP, Max. What say oh, it again for us? It's called Sharing Is Hard. The reason why it's called Sharing Is Hard, and it goes with the the cover art, which I hope I don't know. I hope we should probably put it in the promo. Um, the cover art is like a sunset and I asked the artist, one of my great, very talented friends from high school, Anna Krutz, um, to make it like, I wanted the silhouette of two people sharing a thing of earbuds. Cause to me growing up in high school and, and, and before that, that was like the, the symbol of like, man, these people were getting down, like these people were dating <laughs> or other things <laughs> you see kids sharing headphones in the hallways and you know listening to their favorite song and i i mean i was kind of always focused on the music thing and just focused on doing my own thing i didn't really have time to enjoy a lot of that stuff and so i guess i'm kind of kind of wistful for that but uh a lot of these songs are about growing up and about some of the dumb mistakes that you make when you're young mm. um and a lot of how that gets romanticized and kind of reduced to an archetype. Uh, mm. And so that's that's why it's called sharing is hard is because yeah. the, the hardest thing when you're young is to share. You know, like since you're a kid, it's like share your toys. Like, no, I don't want right. to. No one wants to share. 
And <laughs> then when you get older, it's like, well, to be in a relationship, you have to be vulnerable and you have right. to be willing to let another person into your life that you're crafting for yourself. And that's really hard too. So sharing is hard. Yeah. The whole thing is sharing yeah. and you're right. Sharing is hard. It's really hard. We we made mixtapes and stood out yeah, we, on their front lawns with boomboxes. <laughs> boom you know? Yeah, here here's some Peter Gabriel for you. I'm standing below yeah. you. No, we we missed out on the whole. There were no earbuds when we were growing up. You know, the, no. we had we, we had great big headphones. You know? Yeah, we had the Walkman Sony thing with the little the little tiny earmuffs, and we thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was cool, unless they were broken. You couldn't. Really it was the share best that thing somebody. that was ever invented at the time. <laughs> That's the craziest thing to me is my dad always tells me stories about, he he grew up in like New Jersey and New York area. And he always tells me stories about how he'd like walk on the subway with a boom box, just like playing music. And like to this day, I'm mortified (laughs) when someone has their phone like playing out loud in public. Like that's so (laughs) embarrassing. Go to the the beach. Everybody has their their little Bluetooth speaker or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You want to hear about, yeah. Watch do the right thing. You'll, you'll learn about the boom box, but (laughs) yeah, that was a thing back then. It's crazy. <laughs> but I, I, I feel, I, I mean, I feel like that was a very brief period of time, but such a cool thing, the sharing of the earbuds. I missed out on that, uh, that whole business there. Yeah. I it, guess that's not even a thing now because everybody has, you know, wireless. <laughs> and you're not going to hand that over. You're not going <laughs> to hand somebody <laughs> half of your $150 pair of uh, iPods or whatever. Yeah, or depending on how reckless you are, you could be sharing a macro. You could be in class in one class and the other class and be listening to the same tune. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Um, so Max, not to put you on the spot or anything, but is there some personal motivation for this sharing is hard? And- <laughs> There's some personal motive. I don't know. I guess uh, <laughs> he's not going to tell you, man. <laughs> He's I'm just looking. I, you know what? I just I wanted someone to share earbuds with me. Um, I, I lost mine. <laughs> I couldn't find them, uh, and so I wrote four songs. <laughs> that's what. That's exactly what happened. I don't know how. You, who told you? It's your source. Your mom. Oh no! Oh, they got me. That's the nineties. That's did that start in the nineties? Really? Now, where where are influences coming from? And musical influences on this one well musical influences and i say the main difference between this and like the whips record is this is so a lot of these songs are like too heavy or too personal to be on the whips record because my goal with these arrangements are is to like hit home the meaning of the tunes and what i'm feeling and there's a little bit that funk soul influence but more what i'm into with this one is like um I don't know, like artists, like I really like Taylor Goldsmith from Dawes. Uh, he's one of the best songwriters, I think, living today. Uh, and then like more more broadly, like John Mayer is insane. Um, the front man from Wolfpack has his own solo stuff. Uh, his name's Theo Kassman. Uh, and he, they all do the thing that I want to do with this, which is the the best moment in songs to me are the moments when like like the end of a bridge or like a, mm-hmm. a p- particularly poignant poignant line in the second verse. It's like when the chord, the perfect chord lines up with the perfect word to bring attention mm-hmm. to that line and to make you feel something is what, what yeah, I was going for in this one. Yeah. 
So, so a little more, a little more personal expression, a little less uh, good time rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, but that's not to say it's not like a, it's not, not a fun record. I think there's some fun aspects (laughs) to it. Uh, And that's, that's where the, the whole John Mayer, like trio influence stuff comes in is that's a band that knows how to take a song, uh, a sad song about a breakup and turn it into like a 30 minute blues jam that will blow your face off. Right. Uh, yeah. And so that's kind of <laughs> the history that I'm trying to get into because I love I'm a jam band guy at heart. And that's why I realized is the whips are really a we're really a jam band, but I don't know, a lot of people use jam band as an excuse to like not know your shit or not stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 magic at the heart of that is the the fly by the seat of your pants. We're gonna play rock and roll tunes like they're a jazz standard. Like, like, you know how, like, uh, well, it's improvisation, yeah. you know, improv, how everyone has their own different version or arrangement of a jazz standard. I think the jam band history is like, what if we did, I don't know, like, um, don't let me down, but we <laughs> had like a reggae break in the middle or something crazy or, you know, Coop's going to take a six minute piano solo. Um, and like, as an, as a musician, I appreciate that stuff tremendously. And that's. I think about that a lot when I write. How is this going to work out live? Yeah. So you're writing by yourself at this point Mm. for this project. This is a this is kind of a personal solo project. Is that correct? Yeah. These are these are personal tunes. um, Writing by myself. You know. You know how the like how slow the mixing mastering turnaround is um, for for like normal projects. Uh, and the fact that uh, I don't know. No, about I don't know about that. I, you know, we're 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 on the money. Yeah. We're on the ball here. Well, yeah, you guys were awesome. Oh my god, you got it back to me in like a day, and I was like, damn, this sounds really really nice. Uh, and that's another hint hint wink wink listener. If you're hearing this, uh, the right one, which is on the record, was mastered by the Resonance Mastering Studio. Uh, so if you want an example of some great mastering work, uh, that's that's the one to check out. Um. But the point of what I was saying is um, I, I recorded all this myself. I mixed it all myself at a time when I didn't really know for sure what mixing was and I was still learning. And so like each song had about like three uh, <laughs> three to four rough drafts that I went through and a bunch of like re- retracks that I went through um, just because it was it was as much of a learning process for me as it was a creative process. And so a lot of these songs I wrote like two years ago. Which is which is awesome, but interest, interest. Ah, uh oh, there we go. We're back. Can you hear me? Whoa. Yeah, yes. something went weird. Something is wonky though. It, it, does it sound weird? Oh, there it's it's better. All right, now. Sweet, sweet, sweet. It's better now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of these songs are from two years ago. Um, which is wild to me right now because um, mentally I'm also onto new things and onto like right. different tunes, but. I still resonate with a lot of what's what's going on in these songs. Well, that's a really interesting point because uh, from a, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of musicians do this, and I'm going through this myself with stuff that I wrote, and it meant a lot to me, but I don't necessarily identify with it or it doesn't necessarily resonate with me now. How do you reconcile uh, how and who you are now with what you wrote you know, two years ago or, or, or when you were going through something else? Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what it is. Um, and I've been thinking about this a lot because, you know, you see the, the release date on the schedule. Um, 
and you, you send it off to Spotify and then it becomes real and it's like, crap, I have to promote a record now. <laughs> um, and so my first question for me is like, well, even if I don't feel all the way where I was when I wrote it, like mm-hmm. that some part of me is still there in that. And so for me, that was like the connection I made earlier is like, like sharing is hard is about being immature and making mistakes. And as much as I'd like to think that I'm past that, I'm probably not. And probably in like about four months, I will have the same revelation <laughs> that I did now compared to then uh, and think I'm I'm too mature for that. But the reality is, I think that's part of the human condition is like, we're all just, just learning uh, how to share and learning how to be okay with being flawed, which is a big thing for me and a lot of people. I'm very, I'm very OCD, very like my way or the highway. I get it from my dad. My family is Italian and we're, we're all really loud and very decisive about what we are. Um, and sometimes that's hard to be around or be with. Um, and so I'm learning how to be better about that. Uh, but I don't know, like everyone has their own struggle because at the end of the day, like you're stuck in your head 24 seven and it's a perspective that's like, it's hard to get through your head that every single person in this world has the same level of internal dialogue as you do. A lot of people right. think of people as like, so it's like in their story. Um, but is it back? Or it went wonky again. It, it did. All right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is an ongoing issue. But a lot of people think of people as side characters in their story, but everyone to themselves is like the center of the show. Right. Uh, especially musicians. That's a hard thing because you walk into a room and everyone's looking at you and cares about what you have to say. <laughs> but then you get off stage and it's like, you're just, you're just another person. Yeah, you got to reconcile that. That whole thing is kind of, you're just kind of explaining growth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> maturity you just got to take your time yeah that makes sense uh that's actually that's the title of one of the songs on the record <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah that is it's, there's take your time uh that one was nice. the first one i wrote uh in the whole record and that one is about um that one i wrote when i was a senior in high school and that it's actually by another title <laughs> is that correct? It, it well, it was originally written. I called it young, right? Because okay. I was bad at titles, <laughs> and uh, I was trying to get. I was trying to start playing it with live band as fast as possible. So not a lot of creative or marketing thought put into that title. Um, I just needed something to call out so my band members knew what song we were playing. Um, which was also the Whips back then. Uh, and then I had another classic rock band that I was doing called Joyride. I was playing guitar in, um, but. Yeah, Take Your Time was written, initially called Young, and written my senior year of high school when I was getting really bummed out about, like, those quintessential, like, movie moments that I had had. The the few that I had had, I had kind of become fixated on that uh, mm-hmm. and scared of the idea of now I got to go to college and, like, play the role of a college student and see what's going on right. there. Um, and particularly, like, I don't know, like things like uh, one time this girl got really excited uh, and asked me to give her like a piggyback ride <laughs> at one of the high school football games. Uh, and we just like ran around the entire bleacher and didn't really care who saw us. Um, and to me, that's like such an innocent 
sweet moment that I think is is very much lost, especially with like like hookup culture in college and stuff like that. Uh, and so I, I didn't even know any of that when I was running uh, writing it. But um, yeah, that song is kind of me talking to myself, being like, "Hey, man, like it's, it's probably not a good thing to look back so much right now. Uh, <laughs> you should just kind of stay in the moment, enjoy what's going on, because you can't rewrite history and you can't make those days come back. So you just gotta like be present." Man, Max, you are you are one of the wisest, most self-aware, most poignant young men I think I've ever talked to. Thank you, man. <laughs> Appreciate that tremendously. I try <laughs> I try to think a lot. Oh no. A lot of times I a lot of times it's easy to be like thinking, oh no, I feel like musicians are a lot of times like either I'm so smart, I'm the smartest, everyone look at me, or uh I'm like worst. i'm I worthless i'm, <laughs> I'm worthless <Yes. laughs> no yeah, no venues our, are returning my calls we go back and forth it's a blessing <laughs> and a curse yeah for sure but yeah let's absolutely hear some of uh some of this fantastic music good with you max we'll play take your time sounds good let's hear it
Right nice. on. Nice stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I can really hear the John Mayer influence of that one. Yeah. I like it. I like John Mayer. I like John Mayer. He gets a bad rap. So talented. Rap. He gets he does get a bad rap. And he's such a talented guitarist and songwriter and singer and teacher and just such a like a genuine guy. He does mm. not deserve the rap he gets. He said some really to... stupid stuff because he was young and famous, but Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Everybody says stupid stuff when they just every day. I mean, come on. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. I try to just ignore the tabloids and focus on his music, you know? Yeah. Because he's great. He's a great feel guitar player. Like every note just sounds so good. And that's that's the thing I've been working on a lot recently is like a lot of people can play the notes, but not a lot of people can make it sing, so to speak. And he's he's crazy at that. Yeah, he's good. But yeah, that um that's that's the record. Um Yeah. When's the EP gonna release? So the EP releases May twenty first, um in talks with the guys from the pitch to do a video debut uh, for a music video. We actually shot for the right one um, with me, me and my bass and just a couple of buddies from school for my music videos class. Um, so that, that might debut a song a little bit earlier, but yeah. Uh, EP set to release May 21st. Uh, and I'm just really excited to get this record out there. You know, it's, um, it's a labor of love uh, and it, it's nice. It's such a relief to have it out there because a lot my, my process for making songs is a lot easier now. But these are these are definitely the songs I've put the most work into, especially just like tracking drums on this record with two SM58s. Um, <laughs> now with my with my recording experience, that would tell me that what you do is you just put one in the kick drum and then aim one at the right knee of the drummer. But I didn't know that. And I wanted a full drum sound. <laughs> so what I did right. was I recorded three takes of every every drum groove. I recorded um I recorded two overheads on one take. I recorded a kick and kick beater on another take. And I recorded a snare and snare beater on the other take. Wow. Um, I was gonna ask you how you did that, because yeah. how t- how tedious was that? It was <laughs> let me tell you, I became logic's uh Flex times best friend because yeah just, right you ever heard of the uh, the knee miking method on drums yeah oh wait, wait is that different than what I just described um, yeah it's a one mic method mm-hmm. for recording your kit where your microphone is aligned and down next to your left knee between mm-hmm. the the kick drum and snare in a conventional setup it's a proven one mic technique for that location wow i should you probably want like a good diaphragm mic or some something that will get you a stereo field for that one though right probably i i'd have to read and see what the recommended mic is for that i think a dynamic Mm. that i recall i'll I'll have to check it out and now that i got my uh c214 though i'm i use this thing for everything because it's it's the nice figure eight pattern so it, it picks up a really round sound uh, I'm trying to get myself a like one of those portable isolation booth things you just put on top of it, like one of the like big styrofoam balls. Um, so hopefully I can record really cleanly in my apartment. Go. Yeah, but that's what's up. A couple more things, and then we're gonna head out with uh, with one more song. You're you're doing a live album after the EP release. Yeah. Um. So 
Who's playing? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's two other members of the Whips. This is a trio show. Uh, we did cool. uh, the the now defunct uh, Roxy in Shawnee, Kansas, um, like in November, and it was socially distanced, uh, very limited seating. It was it was sold out, and you can hear people. <laughs> uh, and halfway through, I go like, "We're socially sold out, socially distanced at the Roxy." Um, but it was just it was our first live show in a while, uh, and it just took these songs and made them into those like you know minute long jam tunes. Uh, and so, or seven minute long jam tunes. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm planning on releasing it probably like a month after the record comes out, depending on how the video releases also go. Um, but yeah, uh, Miles and Quinn from the Whips are on it. Uh, and it's a whole lot cool. of fun. Uh, we just got a few more seconds left. So <laughs> we should uh, uh, tell our listeners, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning we in. really Absolutely. appreciate <laughs> Thanks guys. for joining us. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thank you so much, Max. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. It was awesome. It was yeah. glad, glad to got a chance to talk to y'all. I'll see y'all later. Right on. So we're going we're gonna to head out with the right one. And we will get all of Max's links in the show notes. And uh, so you can find Max. Real quick, Max. Where's your Instagram and Twitter and everything? Um, Max Indivary, how you spell my name, that should be in the show notes, um, is is my Instagram uh, and my Facebook and everything, because there's no other Max Indivaries out there. Uh, so I got All to right. get the normal name. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, thanks a lot. guys. Have a good night. Have, Have a great, great week, everybody. Yep. Right, Cheers, everybody. Y'all. See y'all. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Your eyes could still hold right through Silent stainless steel But my refrigerator door Can't tell you how to feel So close the door right on me In my homemade die Cause the right one never likes to a word can lift your expectations into the night sky. Well, the shadow of commendation could never get you high. So cut out all your friends if they fail to do you right. Cause the right one never likes to waste your Cause the right one never likes
wraps up another episode of the indie music podcast please like and subscribe share with your friends or just leave us a review on itunes if you like what you've heard find our social links and episode guide at indiemusiccast.com until next time keep creating <laughs>